Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget Beach Finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Hi, I'm Joy Taylor, host of Speak on FS1, and you can check me out on the Bootleg Kev podcast. Bootleg Kev podcast, special guest here. You might see her on TV every day if you watch FS1. Joy Taylor, welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course. You're super dope. I've been, I feel like oh, I've been watching you. you on TV for so long. Like I was like, like uh, I was just talking to my boy because we're big sports fans, and I told him you were coming on the show. He's like, yo, Joy is fire. Thank like, you. You've, um, yeah, you've been a staple on television for, you just said six, it's been six years? I've been at Fox for seven years. Okay. So I just guess it's six and a half years because we launched Undisputed about six and a half years ago. Okay. It'll be six and a half years in September. So you were born in Pittsburgh? Yes. But do you claim Miami? So this is how it breaks down. I was born and raised in Pittsburgh. Right. So I lived there until I was 18. Still have a ton of family there, like, you know, it's 412 forever, obviously. Right. But I went to school in Miami. So I I kind of say I was, like, born and raised in Pittsburgh and then, like, became a woman in Miami. Right. And then, obviously, now I'm in L.A. And I've been in L.A. for seven years. So L.A. is, like, home now, too. And then your brother's, like, a Dolphins legend. So there's yeah, that. So, so Jason, well, the, I had, like, gotten introduced to Miami, obviously, through right, my brother. I'm, like, growing up in Pittsburgh and not course. just, like, randomly hopping down to Miami. Um, but yeah, like that's how I became aware with the, of the, the area right. and what made me want to end up going to school down there. So yeah, he played for Miami for 13 years Legend in the NFL for 15 years and first ballot hall of famer. First ballot. Um, you, did you end up starting like your broadcast? I think I saw you started your broadcast career in Miami at a station out there. Yeah. So I, I started in radio. Um, me too. I'm still on the radio every day. Yeah. So. I love radio. I started in radio in 2000. Seven. Um, I started in radio in, very, in 05. So yeah. we're the same age. I just, uh, yeah, I saw you were born in 87. I've been, I'm same, same age. So. Yeah, 80s babies. Um, yeah, so I, I wanted to start in radio. So you will know this also, you know, shows and podcasts and YouTube shows and digital shows did not exist. Of when, course. You know, I was in college and we were coming up in the business. If you wanted to be a personality, Really, radio was the way to go, Mm -hmm. especially if you wanted to talk. Mm -hmm. And with sports, it was just around that time that the, you know, first takes 
and yep. Colin show and all you know those PTI yeah. were really starting to take off and the direction of the business was changing to more opinion shows right. than it was just the traditional sports center right, 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 or right, recap right. shows and that's because of phones we were had more access to yep. highlights so the, the we could see all that if if we wanted to on Facebook or Twitter right or we don't yeah. we don't have to wait for it right. for sports center which you used to have to do so it shifted the business so i wanted to be able to talk I wasn't really interested in being a reporter or a mm-hmm. beat writer, and radio was a space to get into to give you that opportunity. So I started in sports radio at 560 QAM in Miami. That was my first internship. Wow. Interning is in radio for people who don't know. At least back then, I'm sure, it's rough. Because did you, you probably didn't get paid anything. No. Because no, back no. then, I got paid nothing. No, like, no, no, You're no, just, no, no, You should no. just be happy to be here. You, yeah. That, it, it, was, it was being paid and happy to be here. No, I mean, I did... I did it for school credits, obviously. Right, that's that's the caveat. You get. Yeah. I I actually was not going to college, but I had to go to college to work at the radio station. So, my college career only exists because I had to go to college to get credit to work at the radio station. Yeah, I I feel like we've evolved past all of that now. Yes. And and the media world has expanded so much that that doesn't really exist. But at the time, it was just really traditional media forms, mm-hmm. writing, you know, newspapers, radio, television. Were you setting up tents and stuff? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, you got to do the promo stuff. Yeah. You got to hand out yeah, <laughs> You got to set, set up the tents, set up the table. Yeah. Go to the promo events, um, you know, get coffee, do the rundowns, whatever. But I, I actually got great experience interning. Me Not too, all yeah. internships are are great, and it's the world of interning has completely changed since we were For interning, sure. obviously. But I also got to intern for DJ Laz, mm-hmm. who's on Power ninety six in legend? Miami. Legend, Miami shout out legend. DJ Laz. So my first internship was with Joe Rose at five sixty QAM, and that was a, a sports morning show. And then I was able to get an internship through constantly poking my head in, <laughs> bothering with Laz. Laz. In the and that's uh, in the that was when he was doing mornings at Power ninety six. Yes. Yeah. So so I got an internship there and worked past my school internship and you know just did the internship for free whatever. But I got incredible experience and I I really learned how to produce shows from working with Laz because sports and entertainment cross over so much. For sure. And we would obviously talk about the local teams, but obviously we're doing a morning show as well. Mm-hmm. So you got to, you know, see what the internet is talking about, you know, what's going on locally. Is right. there something in town? We'd always have music guests in, you know, actors, all kinds of different They always people. say like rappers want to be athletes and athletes want to be rappers. Well, yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of crossover in, in sure. culture. And, Especially in Miami. Yeah. I mean, really everywhere. It's There's just a lot of crossover with culture and sports. Right. And um, it's... It's really throughout all of society, though. It's not even really with, just with music. Sports are such a big part of our existence. And I think we really got a whole acknowledgement of that when we lost sports during the pandemic. Oh, my God. It was I, was, oh I was, my God, I was, was gambling so on South Korean baseball. Yeah. It was bad. Who wasn't? We, <laughs> we needed was something bad. live on TV. Oh, my it really, God. It, I, for me, it will always make me appreciate just being able to turn a game on during yeah. the regular season that we might be like, oh, it doesn't really matter. Just th- having that sense of normalcy taken away from you yeah. was really jarring. So, But sports are just a big part of our lives. What was it like for you? Because you guys were still doing TV, right? Yeah. So that, I mean, because there's like down times in the sports calendar. Sure. Where there's, I, I want to say there's like a patch that we're about to approach. We are very close to it. We're a few weeks NBA away. ends, and then all you got is baseball. Yeah. Which I'm not the hugest baseball fan. I don't know where you are on baseball, but I'm not very passionate about baseball. But it's like the dark times. It's like waiting for NFL. Hope, like, okay, what kind of nerdy shit is going on in the NFL that we could hear about? But um, I can only imagine during the pandemic, there's like 
nothing. Like I would be listening to like Bill Simmons and shit, and they would just be talking about uh, the Michael Jordan documentary. (laughs) Yeah, it saved us. So Colin and I joke about it all the time because we didn't really take any time off. And we did our regular show, which is five days a week, Mm -hmm. three hours a day. Every day. During the pandemic. During the pandemic with no live sports. Yeah. So luckily, the timing of the shutdown for our show matched up with the end of the NFL season. So the NFL season had gotten in. We got through the Super Bowl. Right. And it was was, NFL off season. So even though the NBA shut down, we still had a lot of content going on with NFL offseason because right. the NFL just moves forward with the idea that like we're going to get through this and play the, the yeah, season. Yeah, I think I think in that offseason DeAndre Hopkins got traded to my Cardinals for scrapped. Tom so, Brady moved. Tom Brady moved. There was a lot of Aaron Rodgers yeah. stuff. Uh, there was a bunch of Cam Newton news. So we just kind of I mean we repeated a lot of topics, but we once we got to the dock that's really when we were like, we need something to talk about. We're talk about this Netflix series, <laughs> right? Like it's like it's like live. it's live. <laughs> like but it's live. we also watched it like yeah, that. Like everyone sure. was so dying for sports content that we really and there were some reveals in it for sure. But for the we were watching it like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? Like are the Bulls gonna win? We really watched it like it was live, but it was a great experience. In that sense, like there were some things that really kind of all brought us together as sports fans, and that documentary, I mean, and it saved us, it gave us content. So, yeah, um, you okay? Being a part of Skip Bayless, he leaves ESPN. Obviously, him and uh, Stephen A. Smith have this legendary show for all these years. Somehow, the magic gets recreated, but in my opinion, much better. I, I think him and Shannon are. I, I just love them together more than I uh, love the, the Stephen A. thing, but. You're there on day one. Mm-hmm. What? Because that—that's a big. I remember how big of a deal it was that Skip left, and it was just like, oh, there's something going on here. And you're kind of you're there. So yeah. like, what was it like early, uh, early, early when it comes to just seeing those two form their chemistry and just that whole entire time in sports media? It was a really incredible experience, especially to be the part of like you said, a big story and launch. Like, right. It's always cool to launch a show, but when you're launching a show with a Hall of Famer and Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless, like the Skip Bayless, and everyone's watching to see what the chemistry is going to be like and how's it going to look and, right. you know, is it going to work? Are they going to get ratings? And it was it was really a wild thing to be a part of. We shot a bunch of commercials. There were all these promo shoots and there's these billboards and, you know, stories going on. And it was also the first time that we had done a show together. So that part of it also like behind the scenes, getting into the beats of a show as, as structured as a debate show in that format is, Mm -hmm. is a whole other challenge to do because as you know, it gets heated on that show. It does. And you have to be able to balance what we're talking about is just about this and not personal. And then you have to move the show along. And, and you're you kind of like the adult in the room, kind of. Right. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm moving everything. Yeah. So, like, we got to get to commercial break. Like, when do I jump in to cut right. him off so that he feels like he said everything he had to say? So, there's a lot of moving parts, but it was, it was an amazing experience. We traveled a lot. We went to McGregor fight in New York. We were at the McGregor Mayweather fight. We were at the U.S. Open. We were at the NBA Finals in Cleveland, the NBA Finals in Oakland, the Super Bowl. So it was a really incredible, incredible launch, and it was a great experience working with both of them. And I, I mean, we had a we had a lot of fun on that show. 
Is, do you think Skip gets a bad rep sometimes? Because he genuinely, to me, comes off like a nice guy. Like he, I just think that you know he's so dug in on some of his. I mean, he's he's an opinionist, right. so I don't ever tell people how to how they should feel about anyone. I I, I right. know what my experiences are with them. Skip's always been extremely generous with me, um, a great mentor. He's given me some some great advice over the years. He's gives strong opinions. And sometimes, most of the time, people are going to disagree with your opinion. Right. That's what the opinion space is. So I don't really find that it's particularly unique to just Skip because I've worked with Skip and I've worked with Shannon and I've worked with Colin and I work with other opinionists now and I worked with big personalities in Miami. That's what you're doing if you're giving your opinion. The reality is most people aren't going to like what you have to say. I mean, I deal with it now. I give my opinion every day. I know people aren't going to like what I have to say sometimes. Right. And that's fine because that's what my opinion is. Now, I think my delivery is maybe a little cheekier <laughs> than yeah. Skip's. But, you know, that's, that's his style. And he's, he's okay with people disagreeing with him. Were you there the first time Shannon pulls out a goat mask on TV? Um, I think it was, yes. Be, yes, because he, we actually ended up bringing in an actual goat into studio mm-hmm. one time. So it had to have been after the goat mask. Because he because he was wearing the jersey the first time. Because he's so like he's, he's worn it so many times I've lost track. But I think the first time he had a jersey on. Yeah, and 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 then he had the goat mask. And then he had the, the goat mask. Yes, and then yes, and then he because we brought an actual goat into the studio, like a real actual goat. Yeah. So that had to have been after it. I just love um, like how he'll bring weed on the set and he'll be like, "Skip, this is some." <laughs> I'm off. <laughs> I was like, "This is this is amazing." Like, like I, if you would have told me like ten years ago that Shannon Sharp would be, was maybe bringing some uh, some tree on the set, some tree and cognac on live TV. It's just it's- we have a lot of ability to really dig into our personalities over there, which is fun. Like you can really you can really be yourself, right. and that's that's what people relate to is when you are enjoying yourself. You know, right. it's television or you're doing an interview or anything. You're always going to be up a little bit. You know, it's not like when you're chilling at your house having a conversation. But people want to enjoy the show. You know, especially when it's a show that you're being very combative and you're having really serious conversations sometimes and you're having really um, deep arguments and debate. You know, add a little lightness to it every once right. in a while. You know, do a little do a little gloating. You know, pay the, pay the man in Diet Mountain Dew and... You know, and enjoy the show. Um, you obviously go from that to more of like a real, real co-host role with Colin. And I always tell people I've been a huge Colin Cowherd fan forever because I'm a radio nerd. And I always would just admire his ability to go off without anyone to bounce stuff off of. Because like you could listen to him on the radio like when I was like younger. And I'd be like, this guy, it's just him in there just like. Just talking. And it's like really entertaining, which is really hard, as you know, because you've been a part of radio for so long. I think you guys had such a dope dynamic on the show as you kind of being his number two. What is it like? Because I'm, I'm a huge Colin Coward fan. What's he like as a guy? And just like, what's it like working with him? Because you guys had a great run before you went to speak for yourself and kicked your own thing off. Colin's the best. He is, I'm a radio nerd too, so you'll appreciate this. He's a huge prepper. Yeah. So he does a two-hour prep show before the three-hour show. Right. So there's a lot of prep. He's very thorough. He wants to make sure he has the graphics he wants to support what he's talking mm-hmm. about. He wants to make sure that he has the sound he wants to support what he's talking about. He wants to make sure he has the statistics. He's looked up you know, the historical stuff that goes along with what he's saying. He really talks through all of the topics. 
So his ability to, you know, stretch a subject the way that you're talking about and continue to have the conversation with you, the listener, but by himself. It's crazy. I mean, his brain works differently to be able to do that anyway, but it really also helps that he preps a lot. He doesn't like to waste airtime. So sometimes, sometimes it depends on the show, obviously, but we'll do a little banter back and forth, Mm -hmm. whatever about, you know, being in wine country or whatever. I'm going to Utah, but it's never too long. You know, we don't let that conversation be the conversation we're having in the segment. Right. He always brings it back to, okay, what do we want to get to here? We're going to, we're going to get to Aaron Rodgers here. Like we can, we can go a little bit off Mm -hmm. to make sure that people know that we're human beings, but we got to talk about what we planned on talking about. He's very, very serious about the show. He feels like it's disrespectful to the audience to not be prepared to do a show. I love it. So that's what, that's really what makes him great and able to do such a big show because three hours of content is a long ass show. For sure. In our business, that is an insanely mm-hmm. long show and he does it as his show. Yeah. So he can do all of that by himself if he needs to. Obviously, uh, for you, because you have your your solo podcast. I haven't done this podcast you haven't done it for a while. while. Yeah, but I have one but, for, for several you, years. But while you were doing uh, the Cowherd show, you had your, your yeah. own show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, was the upside for you to leave the Skip and Shannon show, which is the biggest show on the network, to go to Colin, was it because you were able to have like, because you had your own segment every day, were you able to kind of like, you were able to get your shit off, you know? Yeah, was it was- Was that the upside or like, what, what made you want to make that move? It was partly- you know, obviously a different role and a more expanded speaking role. When I, when I first went to Colin, it was still just, you know, the news updates. He'd bring me in here and there, but like it took a little time for us to build up the muscle of him being yeah. able to just lean on me when he needed to. Like it's a trust and chemistry. Right. I had done the show a lot, so I had already knew the beats of the show because I was fill in on right. her a lot when I was doing Undisputed. So we already knew how to do the show together, but what the show was going to feel like together just took a little time. And us doing it from home during the pandemic actually really helped us a lot because we just had to talk. <laughs> That's all you had to do. <laughs> That's all we had to do. We have nothing else going on. Just, yeah. yeah. But for me, you know, my goal was always to be in the role that I'm in now. And it was important to me to always keep growing in the business. So I did two years of Undisputed and I felt like I had you know, mastered that role. And there were, you know, I'd kind of hit the ceiling of how much better I was going to get at that role. And I was ready to try something different and, you know, get into a new challenge and a different type of show. So it was never that like, I didn't want to work with them or anything. Like I, I love Skip and Shannon and love doing that show. It was just time for me to go to a new role. Something new. Yeah. Yeah. And similarly, that's, that's why I made the jump to, to speak after calling. Yo, what up? It's Bootleg Kev. We got to stop the interview to tell you about our folks at MyBookie. That's right. So many ways you can gamble with MyBookie right now, man. Of course, you got NBA playoffs, Western Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Finals. They're set. I love Celtics versus Lakers in the finals. All right? You can sign up at MyBookie.ag right now using that promo code BOOTLEG and get a very generous first deposit bonus. That's right. And they just got the craziest, like, revamp of the online casino. It's like a Las Vegas experience. If you play cards, blackjack, roulette, uh, you shoot dice, whatever it is, they have like live dealers handling it for you wherever you're at. You could be at the airport and be playing fucking roulette on your phone. It's amazing. Mybookie.ag. Sign up with that promo code bootleg right now. You could bet on sports. You could do slots. You could do blackjack, uh, craps, whatever you're into. Mybookie.ag. Promo code bootleg for that first deposit bonus and it is a generous one also got to give a shout out to our family at 
King Palms. Shout out to King Palm, man. If y'all ain't know about King Palms, they're our new sponsor on the Bootleg Kept Podcast. And they got such a great product. The best thing about King Palms is it's all organic, man. No tobacco in these wraps. They're straight leaves. And the best thing uh, about them is they got this uh, product. They're flavor terpene tips. All right? You stuff them with your, with your product. Do we got one here? Oh, we do got one here. We got one right here. We got one right here. All right? You stuff this with your uh, premium cannabis from Hardeen Las Vegas. All right? You smoke up. Pinch that tip, you're going to get a burst of flavor. Yeah, this is the energy drink flavor. We got peach pineapple. We got watermelon wave. Also, don't forget the goddamn blue grapes. You know what I mean? And also, this is a tobacco-free wrap. It's totally organic. It's literally a leaf. Let me show you what I mean. That is just a big-ass leaf, guys. All right? So what you could do is go to kingpalm.com. Weed's flying everywhere. Kingpalm.com. Promo code BOOTLEG. And uh, you can get 50% off of whatever you order at kingpalm.com. And don't forget to check them out because they're everywhere. Your local smoke shop, your local uh, liquor store, 7-Eleven, Smoke the King Palm. All right? It's organic. It ain't like all that other bullshit. Y'all be fucking stuffing in your lungs, man. All right? Shout out to King Palm. Kingpalm.com. Promo code bootleg right now. And it's actually promo code bootleg Kev. Promo code bootleg Kev. Not bootleg. Bootleg Kev. Kingpalm.com. Half off everything. Let's get back to the interview. Yeah, I was going to say, like, for you, you're one of, I mean, there's amazing uh, female personalities in the sports world. Um, you're one of the only women who has kind of a, a main role on a debate show at this point, where you're not just like kind of move, like you said, moving the segment mm -hmm. along. You're, you know, you're, you're there as somebody who gives their opinion every day. For you, has it been like, uh, you know, I do think sports fans, for the most part, can be kind of misogynistic in terms of like the sexism and shit like that but you've done a really good job of like navigating what I would say like for me when I was in radio it's like you start off as an intern then you'd maybe do weekends and you've kind of built your way up to having your own show now how hard is that being a female and doing sports like because you are I mean you can correct me if I'm wrong but are, are you like one of the only females who actually in the opinion space there's very few of us I don't want to misspeak but maybe one or two that right. do uh, daily, right. like are on the show every day as a opinion show that's not directed towards a specific uh, sport. Right. Which, you know, I would love for there to be more. Right. <laughs> um, it's never my goal to be the only one. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, my career has always been um, growing and adding to my resume and mm -hmm. the process. So like you said, I started as a, unpaid intern yep. in Miami. And then I was like a full-time intern and then a part-time producer and then a full-time producer. And then you're a freelancer on the side while you're producing. Right. And, you know, you, you kind of always have multiple jobs in this business also. Right. But yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've earned my way up and built my way up, but also, I don't know. I think, I think it's all in how you, not all in, but partly for me, it's been learning from the people and the, the personalities that I worked with. Skip is very different than Colin, is very mm -hmm. different than Shannon, is very different than Emmanuel, is very right. different than Shady, is different than Laz, like is different than Zaslow in Miami. Right. Everyone has different things they bring to the table, but you're going to get criticized no matter what you do. You're going to get criticized more if you're a woman, mm -hmm. and you're going to get criticized more if you're a black woman. So for me, 
the misogyny and, you know, people even, I mean, today you can go look on my social media. There's somebody's going to say I shouldn't be there because I'm a girl or because so Jason's or whatever. Like yeah. those people don't sign checks. So who gives a fuck? They yeah. just, they don't. Those people don't make decisions. Right. They don't move the needle because for the most part, people are watching and enjoying good content, entertaining content, mm-hmm. educated, opinionated content that they resonate with. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying things that don't make sense. Right. If you disagree with me, it's easy yes. to say you disagree with me because I'm a girl, but then you're going to run into somebody else that says that that's a man, and now what are you going to do? Now what are you going to do? So it doesn't really... I have also have a built up of a very thick skin, skin for yeah. it. No, I've seen you snap back at trolls before. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I say I'm in retirement now, uh, mostly because Twitter is just not as fun as it used to be. It's right. Just, like, it just doesn't provide the same uh, same level of entertainment for me anymore. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm happy to, you know, embarrass somebody or, you know, ruin someone's day for sure. But for me, it's more about, it's more about letting people know this isn't, this isn't really actually affecting me. And it does certain people, how you approach social media for everybody in the business is an important conversation you have to have with yourself. Right. And to me, I'm like, if you wouldn't come to my face and say this to my face, which we know you would not do that. Of course not. You're not yeah. going to do that. For sure. I can't take you your criticism seriously right. in any capacity. If, if you, if I wouldn't ask for your advice, I don't care about your criticism. Right. That's some, that's some real shit. I think everybody should have that. That's I mean, it's, it's not easy to develop that though. I mean, it's, there's, it's, it's easy hard. to let, let shit get to you too. Like, even if you don't think like consciously it's happening subconsciously, you think about that stuff. In the well, the subconscious area. part is the interesting part because I think everybody has a different, capacity to deal with feedback Mm -hmm. the reality is we know too much about each other we should not know this much about each other in Mm -hmm. society and we all get too much feedback good and bad so ten thousand people can tell me i'm right and ten thousand people can tell me i'm wrong in one day neither one of them are changing my spirit Mm. it's just it's just not a good habit to have it's kind of like being an athlete yeah like you can't you can't get so down because you lost a game that you can't focus on the next game. Right, or, like you, or miss a shot. Or if you throw an interception, you got you know, you to come back and... Be a goldfish. Yeah. So I, that's just how I approach it. But I feel like it's important for everybody to find their own way to deal with that kind of feedback. Now that you're giving your opinions on TV every day, we've seen a lot of athletes have very thin skin, right? We've seen athletes have public beefs with Skip a thousand times. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we could go on and on the list. Have you uh, had had? I'm not going to ask you to name a name or anything, but have you had anybody hit you or find out that maybe you had said something that had them a little pissed off? Um, honestly, I'm sure it's happened. Maybe, you're not, but you're not like mean. I feel like sometimes, like I feel like a lot of times, people might take some of the things Skip says, like he's like being mean. Right. I feel like you, you have well, a d- delivery, delivery. Delivery can kind of change. Delivery things. matters. Yeah. Although I have been told I don't have the softest delivery. I think, and look, I mean, it may very well happen. I don't really call it thin skin. I don't really believe that athletes have to hear about themselves all day long and not ever say anything to anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have something to say to a media member, say it. You know, I don't. It's not gonna. It's not gonna make me think you're soft. Right. I, I get a lot of feedback all day long, but for the most part, people aren't doing shows about what I do. Right. You know, so it's, it's, it's a bit of an imbalance there when it comes to media and athletes. And also, I consider it a massive privilege to be able to talk about sports and give and my paid. opinion about sports yeah, for great. a living. So, you know, these, these athletes are 1% of 1%ers in what they do. So even if they have a bad night, 
they're still doing something absolutely incredible. Alien-like. Right, that very few people will ever get the opportunity to do, will ever get the opportunity to fail at. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, we give strong opinions, but for me, I feel like it's always, I try to keep it all in the back of my head. One, not to get too emotional about it, because what is all this really? Like, we're, we're not saving lives here. Right. And two, these are human beings we're talking about. And they do have feelings and they do put their whole heart and soul and blood and tears and time with their family and time with their friends and vacations and like everything into what they do mm-hmm. and they get paid for it. But so what? People get paid a lot, of money, a lot of money to do a lot of things that's still taxing on their spirit and still takes time away from other things that we get to do all the time. Right. So I just try to keep a, a human element in mind. That's not to say someone might not still get mad at what I have to say, but... Maybe you know I don't I don't run into that too much. Thankfully, uh, the one thing Colin uh, does that I always appreciate is he does his bit where he talks about where he was wrong. Yes. What is a take that you've been just absolutely wrong about recently? Oh, I mean, I mean, I'm wrong all the time now. Uh, I mean, I am wrong all the time. I'm I'm wrong about stuff. Uh, I thought that the Lakers would do much better in the Nugget series in the Nugget series, and they did. Um, oft, I mean, listen, there's plenty of people who I'm sure are going to put in the comments what I was super wrong about. Uh, I don't focus too much on the things I'm wrong about. <laughs> so maybe that's that. But I don't really take predictions too seriously. Right, yeah. So maybe that's, that's why it's not like as a harsh thing for me. I love that bit that Colin does. Right. And I, it's funny because... So many people will come up to me and be like, man, I just was calling and say he was wrong about something. I'm like, he does a whole segment every week. I was about to say he does it every week, yeah. Literally outlines all the things that he was super wrong about. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem saying I'm, I'm wrong, though. And I don't have a problem changing my opinion, which is, is not something that is encouraged to be practiced in my line of work. But I'm not going to continue saying something if when I have know, new information. Yeah, true. I just don't view that as something that is, one, I don't think the audience really appreciates that. Mm-hmm. And two, I don't think it ends up working out. Like if, if I really feel strongly about something, I won't back off of it. But if you've like, if I've like got new information now. What's your position that you just like, you're dug in on? What am I dug in Like on? what's your sports like? You know, for me, I, I mean, I absolutely can't stand the Baseball Hall of Fame. I mean, I just it's it's the it's most pointless. ridiculous yeah. setup. It, it's nonsense. It, it it infuriates me every time there's a vote. It's it is a it is a to me just the museum, fact that, and it is supposed to tell the story of baseball. The fact that Barry Bonds isn't in the Hall of Fame, I just can't take it serious. What am I supposed to say about like, that? Even it's, if you take the season away where he had seventy three home runs, he's Barry Bonds. Like, what are we talking about? He was about? a Hall of... He's had, like, multiple Hall of Fame careers. So that's one thing that I'm like, I don't ever want to hear about the Baseball Hall of Fame. That 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 drives me absolutely insane. I don't ever want to hear about baseball. <laughs> Got to stop the interview real quick to tell you about our family at Blue Chew, baby. That's right. It's getting hot outside. You know what that means, fellas? You're about to go get that dick wet. You know what I'm saying? It might as well be really hard. It might as well be as hard as it could possibly be. And with Blue Chew, you will achieve such hardness, all right? (laughs) It's seriously amazing. Uh, And the best part about Blue Chew is you can find out if it works. Don't just take my word for it. They're going to give you a month's supply for free. Go to bluechew.com. Use that promo code bootleg. Get a month's supply for free. Bluechew.com, promo code bootleg. Now, it's the same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis, 
minus the awkward doctor appointment. You do not have to go see some old dude and tell him about your erectile dysfunction issues in person because that's a fucking awkward conversation, bruh. All you got to do is go to bluechew.com right now. Use the promo code bootleg. They're going to get you hooked up with a month of supply for free. You just got to pay $5 in shipping. No awkward doctor's appointments. Same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis. Plus, they got the Blue Chew Mint. It's a chewable. It's great. Tastes like mint. It's also the same active ingredient as Levitra. So, Summertime's coming, fellas. You don't want to underperform. Make sure your dick is rocked up, baby. All right? Go to bluechew.com. Use the promo code bootleg. <laughs> hey, man, it works. What do you want from me? It fucking works. Everyone should have a little blue chew in case of an emergency. You might have an emergency. You need to pop a blue chew. Chew it. It's a chewable. You know what I mean? Anyway, also got to shout out to our family at Odd Socks. Don't forget, go to oddsocksofficial.com, promo code bootleg. Save 20% off. Man. They got the underwear that they just dropped uh, last year that's amazing. So not only do you get the most comfortable socks in the world, but you can also get the most comfortable drawers in the world, all the crazy licenses. They got half-baked socks. They just announced their Hasbro collection, which is crazy because that means you're going to get Monopoly socks, Transformer socks, Power Ranger socks, so much shit going with Odd Socks. Plus, they got the Odd Socks Basics, my favorite. This is what I wear every day. I wear the basics because they're the most comfortable socks I've ever put on my fucking feet. So experience the most comfortable socks in the world with me. Oddsocksofficial.com. Promo code bootleg. Save 20% off. Shout out to Odd Socks. Let's get back to the interview. Um, I am a Michael Jordan zealot. So, so you're, it, it'll be you're, very, very difficult to ever move me off of the position that Michael is the greatest baseball, basketball player of all time. Can you at least agree that the only right answer to who's the GOAT is him or LeBron? Yes. Okay. But I will also respect someone who puts Kareem in there. Kareem would be the only other one. Like if you're like if you're like 85 and you're like, but you didn't see Kareem, son. I think it's. I mean, the goat conversation we've kind of you know done at nauseum, and I absolutely respect LeBron James, and I think it's yeah, it's such a gift that we have been able to. I watch think we him take play. him for for advantage sometimes. I like, don't take him yeah. for granted. I'll tell you why I don't take him for granted. One, because I'm a Heat fan, so like, thank you, LeBron. Yeah, but. I was really, you know, it was kind of my feelings about the Cleveland's era after the heat. Mm-hmm. But once he came to the Lakers, I was like, I'm going to enjoy this. Right. Like, I'm not going to. You're living in L.A. at the time. Watch. Yeah. yeah. Like, and also, he did what he wanted to do. And I'm not like I got championships in Miami because of it and had really started my career in Miami right. in, in a great way because he decided to come to the heat. But I'm not going to, to be that person that was like, man. I got an opportunity to watch Michael Jordan, but I just hated him so much. I, you kept I my just team. barely like, came to that with Steph because I, I like hate I like hate the I hate the Warriors. So really? I just because I'm a diehard. I got a LeBron toy right there. I'm a oh, I'm so a diehard Suns fan, but the the dark years, as you know, the dark years have been yeah. dark recently. Yeah. So since the Suns have been absolutely cheeks, I've always just rooted for whatever team LeBron was on. So I fucking That's fair. I'm a Heat fan, Cavaliers fan. I hate the Lakers, but. Rooted for the Lakers in the bubble year, you know. But uh, I just, uh, the the LeBron-Steph battles. That's fair. I just saw so many fair-weather Warrior fans. At the time, I lived in Florida. I lived in Tampa. And uh, there was all of a sudden, in the middle of the state of Florida, there's all these Warrior fans. (laughs) Well, people like to 
People like to root for things that are fun. Yeah. You know, if you're going like, to get in on the NBA, like, it's not a bad thing. He just gets so much hate. And I'm like, he's such a good guy. He's never done no weirdo I shit. I think LeBron like, is, I think he is the greatest superstar that we have ever seen in the history of sports, for sure. And possibly, like, ever in the country. When you think about the fact that he was in high school, high school was yeah. famous in high school on Sports Illustrated. Coming from that to now being, how old is he now? 40, 39, 39? Yeah. 39 years old, played for 21 years in the NBA. Has Zero been, blemishes personally. He's yeah. What's his biggest controversy? Right. That he made a big announcement that he was going to play for a better organization after the organization that had him for seven years couldn't put another player around him? Exactly. What's his... Oh, and by the way, raise millions of dollars for, for a charity and yeah, doing yeah, it? Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. What's his big controversy? That he won't speak about China? Right, that's it. That's all. I mean, people, people make up shit. Like, it's I mean... It, Give me a break. Yeah. This guy's impeccable. He's elevated everyone around him. He has raised a family, like mm-hmm. has an unbelievable family life, has represented the NBA for 20 years and been the face and the criticism. Like it's it's rem- just take a step back. It's remarkable. It's never been done. You can look at any superstar we've ever had in, in sports, in music, in, in entertainment, in right. movies. You're just going to fall apart at some point. It's just human nature. Yeah. Like the fact that he hasn't with all the scrutiny and hate that he constantly gets. Kudos. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me either. Uh, okay. So obviously every day speak is on. It's just speak now, right? Yes. Just speak. Because it was speak for yourself. Yes. Now it's now just speak. speak. <laughs> just speak. Rebrand. New yes. logo. <laughs> what, it, it, it's, it's 4 30 p.m eastern so 1 30 p.m 1 30 uh, p.m west coast 4 30 p.m eastern you know we do everything for the for the east coast and yeah what is up with that it's so frustrating it's east coast bias i'll, I'll accept it because i was a east coast girl for a long time but you must feel uh, uh, let's be honest you had no idea the heat were gonna make it as an eight seed to the finals did you i did not i did not i'll be honest i was always tyler hero I was went down holding on to faith because i i blindly have faith in Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra. Although I will say this, the Milwaukee series after the Milwaukee series, I knew. Like I didn't think that they would get through Milwaukee because it's Giannis and Milwaukee. And the after that series went the way that it did, then I knew. Really? Yes. You because, thought they well, would they would get the Celtics? Well, huh? think about it. I, listen, I've done this this bit like fifteen times this week, but you said you can't stand the Warriors. I right. Hate the Warriors so much. Since 2010, yeah, the Warriors have I think 108 playoff wins. I'm sure someone will, cor- will correct me, but I think 108 playoff wins. The Heat have 106. Oh no, it's crazy. Spoles- the Heat have Eric been to Spoles- six finals. The, the Warriors have been to six finals. It's crazy because we don't think of it like that. Yeah, like they, they've they, they've been to the finals two of the last four years. Yeah. Eric Spolstra is the GOAT, man. Like it was the Heat. And he's never won Coach of the Year. The Heat, Bucks, Celtics, Heat. So the Heat have been in in the finals in the last four years more than any other team in the East. They were in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Celtics last year in a Game 7 and two years ago beat them in a Game 6. So they've met the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals three of the last four years and beat them in two of them. True. It's just, it's just, uh, it's a Heat bias and I'll tell you what it is. It's, it's that man. 
People are still mad that LeBron went to the Heat. They are still mad about it. They might and they be. they didn't hate the Heat before that. They I'm didn't. telling you. Think about it. Dwayne Wade, Shaq, Shaq yeah. Pat Riley, Zoe. Yeah. Like, it's, it's Miami. What's yeah. not to love about it? There's nothing to hate about it. They didn't get hate until LeBron came there, and no one has gone over it. And now, because it's, it's not the way that people want the team to look. You know, it's Jimmy... And everyone's like, well, like Jimmy's not a regular season superstar. He's not an MVP right. he, candidate. He's, he's definitely a, like a very unique player in, in the way he comes alive. I mean, look, he's but, but all, I think he's five-time All-NBA in his career. You know, he's six-time All-Star. I mean, he's a great player, but he's not a player that people... He's not flashy. He's, he's not, not flashy. Sneakers. He's not someone that, yes, yeah. they're going to look at and be like, oh, yeah, he's going to take them right. to the finals. So it's not. it doesn't look the way people want it to look, it, but I'm just telling and you the facts. There's all these random dudes that they, they got from like other teams, like Caleb Martin and the Gabe Vincent guy who was undrafted. The heat, the, the heat with Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra have had a dynasty for, since 2010. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they got... The only difference is KD... Had that time with the Warriors. Oh, trust me. I know. And listen, I've had to come to the terms of... I hung out with Kevin Durant during the pandemic once at his house, and he was the nicest guy ever. Oh, yeah. He's great. And I was like, damn, I got to go on my Twitter account and delete all these tweets, bro. People... You think people get mad at LeBron. People get so mad at KD. I don't understand. And then he... Now he's on my sons. So now I'm like... Shit, I bought me a pair of KDs. <laughs> I love Kevin Durant. I, I will always root for Kevin Durant. He is one of my favorite players oh, to watch play I loved basketball. him until he went to the Warriors. And now I love him again. <sighs> I mean, I, don't, I had no problem with that. I think I'm also a bit desensitized to it because I thought it was so funny how people reacted to LeBron going to the Heat. Yeah. So, so what, you were like, this is nothing. This is... Well, it also... With Kevin Durant, and similar to LeBron, because it was the same thing. They didn't have a championship. With KD, I think people have rewritten the narrative a little bit because of the way that the, the Thunder lost to the Warriors. Right. Because they were up 3-1. People act like KD just took the easy way out. Right. Also... Like, he was with the Thunder for, like, eight years. Also, He if, took them to a finals. He, he must, won an MVP he, there. He knew something about playing with Russ. I think we all have been in the loop about recently. I mean... Like, you know, maybe that was not the worst thing to leave Russ because Russ doesn't seem like the... Easiest guy, and to play they with. and they prioritized Russ over KD. They did. So, what are you actually mad about? Right, You're mad right. that he went to a great team. Was he supposed to go to like a bad team? Right. I don't believe in. I don't believe in. Um, like suffer hustling. Like he doesn't need. He already did his time. He did seven or eight years For with sure. the Thunder in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma City, Ugh. won an MVP there. Yeah went to the finals there, and decided to move on. Hmm. Why are you mad that he went to a great team? And now he's Who, a- by the way, was so well run, Bob Myers now leaving, who knows what's going to happen, I hope he goes to was so well run Fire that James they had James. Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Draymond Green and could fit Kevin Durant on that team. Yeah. Sorry your team's not well run. I got to ask you one last thing because I know you got to go. Uh, give me your take on my Phoenix Suns. So I, well, I just... Made an impassioned speech for yet, so I'll stay with that. I love Booker too. I think, I think the coaching is going to be important. Yeah, I think you're seeing. I was hoping we were going to get Nick Nurse, but he went to Philly. Yeah, I, I think I think the coaching hire is going to be important. I just the, hope it's not Doc Rivers, please. Don't. The role players are also going to be very important. Yeah, because you you did give up some depth, and you know you give up whatever you need to give up to get Kevin Durant, but. 
I think they're going to look a lot different next year. I think no more Aiton, please. God. I give them a lot of grace that probably everybody else doesn't give them because they looked so good as soon as KD got there, but they didn't play a lot together. That's How what I tell everybody. They they, so during the regular season, they played eight games. Then he, remember he got hurt. Right. And so I'm like, guys, like we barely are seeing these guys figure this out. And also like, I love Monty Williams because he's changed the culture of the Suns, but yeah. just like zero, like real offense was being ran. It literally was like, all right, book, it's your turn. All right, Katie, it's your turn. Yeah, but that doesn't surprise me because they didn't have enough. They didn't have That's any what I mean. time. They did not together. have enough time. So I'm yeah, I think they're going to look very different next year. I definitely, they need some depth. Right. But once they're in, you know, they're rolling together, they're going to be a much harder out. I mean, they still went six with the Nuggets, who are now in the right. finals. So it's not like it's, you know, you and, need to hang your head too much. Right. I know people think Kevin Durant should win a championship every year and they were favored. And look, I, I thought they would go further as well, but right. I think they're going to look very different next year. It's not over. Well, I'm a huge Suns fan. Hopefully we figure it out. I'm right. speaking hopefully, life into you. You're and good. hopefully your Heat win the finals. Thank you. I, I, I also don't like Denver. I like Jokic. He's, he's, just, he's just too good. It's like frustratingly good. Like when you're, because I'm a Suns fan, watching that motherfucking guy who looks just so out of shape. He's not out of shape. I know, he but he just looks, so he looks good. like someone in my friend group, you know? They're like, I, should you be playing basketball? Like, that could like reverse. And he's just so dunk. good. It's just, he's, it's just crazy. It's just. He is, he's really, he's an, he is an irritatingly good player. He's so irritatingly good. But he's so good. He's, the next time he's up for an MVP, there's not going to be as much pushback as there was this time. I know. And it's like, I really wanted Embiid to win this year. Me too. I did. Cause I feel like, yo, he deserves one, you know? But damn, if, if, if Jokic proved everybody who voted for Embiid wrong. I mean, I'm, it's a regular season I, I'm award. Because it is a regular season award. And then Jokic kind of took I the got, last month off. I got off. called out for it because I always say that. And then I was like, what? Also, Jokic shouldn't win three in a row because he hasn't done anything in the postseason yet. No, I'm like, all right, well, not, not, not y'all calling me a hypocrite, but. I don't like to play that game, though, too much. Listen, it was a regular season award, and B led the league in scoring. Jokic took the last one. He absolutely off. deserved it. He I did. mean, he, he, he deserved it. It's, you He's know. playing with James Harden. It's not the easiest thing. Maybe we should make a postseason MVP. I agree. I'm surprised they haven't done that yet. Well, I think people, people always say that point. it's like the finals MVP, but right. like the finals MVP can, is so specific to that series. They're just making up trophies at this point. Like yeah. the fact there's a Western Conference and Eastern Conference, like <laughs> MVP, I'm like, this is stupid. Anyway, Joy Taylor, uh, you can watch her on TV every single day, 1.30 p.m. PST, 4.30 p.m. EST. Yes, on uh, FS1. On Speak. On Speak. And go watch it on YouTube too. That's where I watch it. Yeah. I watch it on YouTube. Boom. Thank you for Appreciate having me. You. Of course. Hey, we got to wrap up an interview brought to you by Hardeen Las Vegas. Appreciate y'all watching. Hey, don't forget, when you go to Vegas, you got to go to Hardeen, man. It's the craziest dispensary you'll ever walk into. It smells like fucking heaven in there. All right? Get in that Uber. When you hit Sin City, tell them, take me to Hardeen. They're going to take you. You're going to get a wild selection of the just top, top of the line cannabis. The best selection you'll go uh, uh, be able to see in the U.S. Plus, on top of that, they got the crazy gear. They got the clothes, they got the bikinis, they got a wonderful selection of bud tenders that are very good at their job, man. They'll take care of you, tell them that bootleg Kev sent you, the bud tenders are Hardeen. They'll know what that means. They're going to get you hooked up right. All right, go follow them online, Hardeen underscore Las Vegas, or just go check out their website too, man, HardeenLasVegas.com. And when you're in Vegas, pull up to Hardeen or you're playing yourself, for real. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 